Alright, it's uh, Sunday, December 3, 2023. First Sunday of Advent. Got the four four Advents coming up for the second coming of Christ, you know what I'm saying? On Christmas. But I wanted to do it, I wanted to tell a story. Um, I wanted to talk about, man. Yeah, so. I got this. You know, hmm. I was thinking, I've been thinking about how grieving is this weird thing. Like, grieving, well, grieving is a private thing, but it's also a shared thing. Or it can be, you know, grieving, grieving is like one of the only things. That like no one can really tell you how to do I feel like no one or like it doesn't matter how anyone else does it you have to figure out how to do it for yourself um, and sometimes when you're grieving you think about everybody else sometimes it is shared or I guess it's it's specific it's specific to when there's sort of a um public component to it, however small that is. Um where how you remember someone has implications for other people, you know. And I think when people die in in, in difficult, unexpected, painful ways It's not wrong to consider, um, you know, to consider how that's impacting other people who are close to that person or those people. Um, yeah, and I think there was a lot of that for me when, uh, yeah, Two people died right before my my, my book uh, came out or got sold in March of 2021. But um, yeah, so like a year after Gion died, though, uh, I read this thing he, he he wrote for this reading, and, and someone in the audience had taken a video and posted it. And I, when I, when I first saw that, I I don't know why I was. I mean, I guess I was getting attacked and slandered from all different directions, like for other things unrelated to the to the to the things I was dealing with personally. Um, so that just kind of put me in a kind of state of like paranoia a little bit. But uh, yeah, for it's in, yeah. But when when I first saw that video and someone tagged me in it, I was like, I don't know. I I I got kind of upset initially, but then recently there were some full circle things happening where. Um, with with Gian uh, Gian Giancarlo de Trapano, who who died uh, in, in in at the end of March in 2021 at age 47, um, and who was the editor you know editor of Tyrant Books and, and edited my book, uh, my first book before um, all the way up until the point that he died. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, in case anyone didn't listen to the pod ever, which is, no one even listens to the pod, but. Um, yeah, when he 
yeah, I guess there was there was there was different reasons for why it was difficult for me to, and it still remains difficult for me to kind of grieve people in a in a in a, in a way in a, in a way that feels respectful to everybody involved, or or not you know not adding any 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 pain to anybody involved, but at the same time you know that, that that's what I was gonna say like. I think I think there is an in terms of how you're remembering people and remembering people's lives who are close to you how you do so not knowing everything especially when yeah when it's a, in a difficult way that people die I think it's definitely good to to yeah to be thoughtful about you know how 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 you represent somebody or how you talk about somebody but in terms of like you know i've been thinking about this with kira who died a week before jan um in her writing like when people have their first-hand accounts of you know when when someone passes away and you look at their writing and then it suddenly seems like oh things were you know it could be painful to read what people were dealing with before they died, you know, especially if it's like seems related or something like that, or it could be interpreted as related, or you know, things with overdose or suicide, stuff like this, it's just difficult to talk about. And there is an element of the culture that just wants to wipe away those things and not look at them and, and pretend like it didn't happen. But I think of it like history, like, like if you don't look clearly at what happened before if you lie if you yeah if you don't if you don't look clearly at what happened before you're going to repeat the things that happened before again if you try to brush it under the rug if if if, if you know and there's so much story spinning there's so much story spinning people not involved in anything that happened want to get in spin their story you know, <laughs> could be talking about multiple things. I am talking about multiple things, but, but there are some obvious things, but, and I, you know, whether, whether you jump up and react to people trying to spin stories for their own gain, for their own personal gain. Think about that. Think about that. My art leans on, shits on nobody to stand as my art. If your art needs to shit on somebody to be your art, if your art is reliant on hating on somebody else to justify your art, look, <laughs> take a look at that. Take a look at that. But there's been so much story spinning. And I think the fact of the matter, it, like, I think, I think no matter how, whether, whether someone jumps in, jumps in the ring and plays into that shit and correct stuff right away or a year later or three years later the truth is still the truth that's the thing you know like that's the thing about literature i've been thinking about where it's like no matter how you tell the story of your life and your experience everyone is ultimately writing something and they only have their life and their experience to write. I don't care how it gets represented, how fictionalized, how unfictionalized, how whatever. The goal is to to tell the truth. 
to, to say something that is true. And that's difficult, especially when you're writing about difficult things and people dying and whatnot in, 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 confu- in, in hard, difficult to understand ways, in ways that seem like they're the antithesis of that, antithesis of an event that you can make, draw meaning from. When people die in seemingly meaningless ways, how can you still tell the story and have it be true? So that's one side of the things. But in terms of what the people who passed away were writing, you can't change that. <laughs> you can't spin your story on that. You know what I mean? Like I felt that with myself, with a lot of stuff Kara was writing. And like, it was painful to me because I didn't, wasn't able to see what, I mean, I saw what she was going through, but I wasn't able to really see it, you know? But that's still what she wrote. And that is marble. So, and it's healing to see, to breathe the truth, to say the truth. It is, it is. I'm coming, I'm coming, coming to think that with my recent. Um, develop, you know, my recent process of processing everything. It has to be. It has to be. Or that is the task I'm choosing. You no, know, that's the that's the, a task of literature. Um, but so when I, so when it was a year after, and I decided to read. So 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 this this thing Gian wrote, like Gian Gian. Uh, like so, if, yeah. It's it's just interesting because we're coming up on three years of to, to the Christmas. Like right after the day after Christmas on t- on twenty twenty, two days after Christmas, the twenty seventh of twenty twenty, I went out to Italy to Sette to um, finish the book with with, with Gian, um, and I was out there for ten days until January fifth or January fourth. Came back on January fifth, and that was January sixth, twenty twenty one. I mean, it was a, you know, it was like a. That's another thing, like looking clearly at the past, like not just forgetting the past and wiping away the past and then just, oh, everything's good. You know, it was, it doesn't matter how you feel about it. It was a difficult year. 2020, March 2020 to March 2021 was a difficult year. And that was when, when we lost, we lost some soldiers, you know? Um, but this was, so this was, so this was like 10, I think it was 10 weeks, I think I did the math, I think it was 10 weeks before Jan died, it was, it was, um, January 18th that he sent me this, um, so, so, yeah, so three Christmases ago, I went out till January 5th, and then that weekend, right into, right around the 20th of January, that was when Gian started bombing the, the first covers of the, of the fuckboy, and we were, we were just communicating a lot, but I remember, you know, he went out, he went out by himself, and his birthday, his 47th birthday was the 31st of January, or 30th of January, um, but, um, but, uh, yeah, he went out and wrote this, and and he, about, about, about self-medicating with, with, um, just going a little crazy on the coast, you know, in a, in a hotel room, and I, I was trying to, I saw this email on the 18th of January where he said, like, because he had written, you know, Jan's an editor, he's a publisher, he didn't write that much, but he did write this essay in Vice about, about taking, uh, trying to self-medicate psychedelics for his cluster headaches, he'd get these really bad cluster headaches, and that's, and then he was kind of writing, like, a part two for, I mean, it was kind of, it was good fun, like, I, yeah, because I, in, in the email, he sent me the, this, this, uh, 
quick, you know, document he wrote. It said final in the subject line. I was like trying to find what the previous one was, but I had to go in my WhatsApp messages. Initially, he um, texted me the whole, and I was about to start editing the Tyrant magazine. So, you know, it was kind of like he's been editing me for two years. He's all, I'm going to write something that you can edit it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, um, but obviously, it's a little scary, too, if you think about it. You know, that, that's what I'm saying, like looking clearly at what happened. And, and and not romanticizing things that shouldn't romanticize, but learning from whatever. Someone's life isn't a, in a isn't a lesson, but I think when that gut kid posted that video, I was like, I was like, damn, maybe I shouldn't have read that. But but then time passed, and like I'm glad he re I'm glad he recorded that. It was like uh, whatever. And it's also about readings, you know, we do, there's, yeah, sometimes it's like, what are these readings even for, these literary readings people are all doing, and, and obviously, like, I was pushing them a lot, like, in 2021, when people weren't really doing readings, but it's about the the words, you know, it's not about the damn party or whatever, whatever party's fine, people can party, but maybe some of that feeling of, that, like, feeling I've had of seriousness around stuff with Gian and yeah it felt important for my process to read this so I I just wanted to upload it to my shit and have it be there as a thing Gian wrote but yeah so basically he he, he whatsapped me the whole thing and was like like bro read this like I just <laughs> I just banged this in five minutes in my in my notes app and the whole text is in the WhatsApp mess in the text message, and that's that's something about what uh, Gian, that energy, you know, that's the thing about Gian. He had this from to me, dude, to me. So it's like I know everyone got their relationship with Gian, but I, I just this is my relationship with him. But um, it was um, yeah, these moments of just such unbridled optimism and enthusiasm. You know what I'm saying? Just and 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 uh, a little devious, but but that's 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 what it, that's the energy that I like to remember. And I think the reading of this kind of capture. You can hear Christian Lorenzen's ass laughing all hard in the background. That's kind of a funny audio, but um, yeah, the truth, the truth will per, like the truth. You know, people can people can say make up whatever they want, write whatever their stories about me, about whatever. But the truth, the truth is still the truth. And sometimes it's not even the fault of the people who are who are out here slandering people because they don't even know. <laughs> they don't even they couldn't know what they're talking about what they're talking about. So um, I can't decide. Like I don't think it's right to say like, oh, this is paints this in a certain light it's like this is the truth this is what happened and Gian wrote about I think that's even what he texted me in that initial uh message I was I was scrolling back I took a screenshot of it um but it was like here's what he said I'll read it and then I can let it go he goes so he just he just banged the whole thing in the text and he goes this is on the 17th the day before he sent the the word doc with the in the email but he said just rip this in three minutes on my notes app it's rough, but I'm a fuck. I'm a fucks with it some more. 
it's just the facts. I'll go in the harder maybe. It was fun to write. And then we were laughing about it. But uh so yeah. So this was sent to me on January eighteenth, twenty twenty one. It was one of the last things Gian wrote before he died at the end of March. And I read this a year later at the Russian Samovar, and that's what I was saying. There's a whole Gian event. The Russian Samovar was reminding me of this, so I kinda d I got the that kid sent me the file who took the video and I just uploaded it. So here's the audio. It's up on the YouTube if you want to look at it. I live in Napoli, but may have found God on the cliffs of Ravello, Italy. I have suffered from cluster headaches, linked to vice piece. He's a vice piece on cluster headaches. The most painful condition known to science, and have treated them with psilocybin for the past six to seven years. Goddamn, people really turned back there. The past couple weeks, I felt them coming on, so set my mind to do a preventative dose in a hotel room on the Amalfi Coast. Little did I know I would become filled with a light that sang to me about a renaissance and how I was the heralding angel, <laughs> the messenger to spread God's love. I started out by taking one tab, my usual dose, but didn't feel it, so I took another. I took a shower. I played some music. I masturbated. Then set out to get some work done. I emailed no less than 20 people regarding my editing and publishing business. I WhatsApp 20 friends regarding everything, regarding everything. I reached out to a firm about investing in psychedelics. I emailed the managers of Father John Misty, Rufus Wainwright, and Stevie Hicks to set up private concerts for the writing workshop held with Chelsea Hodson, Morris to Evita Man. I called my Sartor in Sensei and told him to tell the mayor I was coming for his job and was going to legalize everything I could. I would be the mayor of Napoli soon after all, the king of Italy, then naturally the Pope. Yeah. I called eight friends, two psychiatrists, my husband, my sister, my brother. I told them all that we were going to be sick, we were all going to be fine and safe. I could see it. I was here to help us all, and it was the Lord behind me. I was touched, blessed, overpouring with divine inspiration. I was being breathed into by the universe, and was pacing the apartment, promising to serve literature for my entire life to fulfill a vision. I became so overwhelmed by the trip, I had forgotten I had taken acid. I am not a religious man. I do not believe in Jesus Christ. I might believe in something. Depends on the day. When I speak of God, I also mean Neptune, Herm, Hermes the messenger, even Athena, definitely Apollo, all entangled, working together through me. Joseph Campbell gently holding one hand of mine, Muhammad holding the other, Buddha holding me up off the ground by my elbows. At one point I was trying to open a bottle of wine to celebrate by drinking the blood of God. I dropped the bottle, sending it crashing to the ground into a thing that looked like the stained glass of church, of a church being shattered inward by the blowing wind of a storm outside. I was trembling so fully, God's water was bouncing from hand to jubilant hand. Ecstasy, bliss, love, fuck. I got on Twitter. <laughs> it was a mistake to have my phone on me. I tweeted, the New York Times gonna have to beg me for a story. 
<laughs> the Safety brothers are going to have to beg me for a movie. <laughs> Call me, David Remnick. Let's do this. <laughs> Fucking hello. <Yeah. laughs> I tweeted that would not stop until the front page of the New York Times printed as its front page. Oh, sorry, yeah. As front page. As, as its front page headline. All caps, life is beautiful. So filled with my messenger vibe and my intent on ushering sympathy and love and understanding into the world. I was convinced a big news story would be published. I tweeted, you can title this article, Editor Goes Crazy on Acid in Ravella. You know the wave. <laughs> I laughed and laughed and whooped and cried and laughed and applauded God and myself. Now, things were on my terms. I considered the fact that I might hear the cops or medics at the door. I thought, just try and cuff me. Do you, do you not know that I, what I was sent here to do? I'm filled with all the strength of every soul in the world. I paced the apartment for four hours, following a path of emeralds, golden chains, rubies, sapphires, laughing children, leaping puppies, bluebirds perched and flapping on both shoulders. I left, I left in my wake the carnage of anyone and, every, and everyone who may attempt to slow me down, to stop me. I may have been an angry god. I was beaming with love, but also ready to destroy anyone who dared get in my way. I took a Xanax and smoked a joint and slept sweetly and very deep. This morning I woke up and drove back to Napoli, contacted all the people I scared the shit out of last night, <laughs> and reassured them I was okay. So embarrassed, but I only fuck with people who have open minds, so they were all good. I was so ravenous today. I ate a hot dog, a hamburger, three ice creams, and a dinner of Indian food for two. I'm now in bed typing this on my phone. Wow. Yeah.